This week in Baby Quest, we are just out of breath, folks. <laughs> My name is Mike. And I'm Leah. Hey, Leah. How are you? Out of breath. Like, literally out of breath right now. I was kind of making a joke about (laughs) the sort of general state of how we are. Being. But also, you're just very out of breath. Currently. Yeah. You just went up the stairs. This is not, you've been sitting on the couch for half an hour and you're out of breath. No, I, like, was doing stuff downstairs in the kitchen and then came upstairs and then we got ready to record a podcast and I just haven't recovered yet. So everyone cancel the ambulances <laughs> that you're sending to our house. Everything's fine. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm carrying around a three-pound baby plus a placenta plus amniotic fluid plus extra blood and... We're there. We're 29 weeks, everybody. I don't have a lot of lung space left. No. Lung capacity, low. Yeah. Yeah. Officially today, 29 weeks. Yeah. This is the most pregnant I have ever been. Yeah. So this is bringing a lot of... There's a lot of feelings. Weird feelings. (laughs) Weird and complicated feelings. This week was a lot of feelings. This week was really tough. As, I mean, I know everyone knows and remembers from our first episodes that we recorded like 10 months ago, (laughs) but Eliza was, well, we went to the hospital. When I was 28 and six, we found out she didn't have a heartbeat. And then the next day, 29 weeks, she was born. Yeah. So she was born at 29 weeks old, which is today for Clem. Yeah. Which is a lot. It's weird. It's really weird. It's, it's complicated because it's, I guess, it's on the one hand exciting that, you know. We've made it this far. We made it. We're further than we've ever been before. Yeah. We are, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing to like celebrate that Clem's older than Eliza now. Yes. But, yeah, so I, I don't know what it's going to feel like after this if sort of we're over a hump of anxiety and it's going to be smoother sailing. My guess is that's not going to be the case. I hope it is because this week was pretty rough. Yeah, I think, like, kind of what I've heard from other people is that, like, much like grief, it's not like easier it's different yeah that sounds right and like your anxiety of like getting to that point where you weren't before switches to just like like different anxiety yeah i had i know our entire last episode was about anxiety but like this is where we are folks so you're gonna hear more of it this is just where we are. After, yeah, after recording the last episode, mmm, that tastes good. Mm-hmm. After recording our last episode, I, yeah, the next day, my anxiety started to ramp 
up and up and up. Um, yeah. I went to the grocery store and had a big anxiety attack and almost had to leave without groceries. <laughs> I had terrible anxiety driving into work Monday. Even worse, Tuesday. Yeah. And Wednesday, I had to take a mental health day off work. <laughs> Which ended up not being much of, like, a day off work because <laughs> right. I well, had... Yeah. An OB appointment and they were behind and so we ended up spending several hours at the hospital. And if you're wondering what a mental health day is and you're like, whoa, they have mental health days in Canada? No. It's just a it's sick just day. It's just a sick day. It's a sick day <laughs> where I tell my boss that I'm sick, but it's not COVID for sure, for sure, for sure, I promise. <laughs> yeah. It's... I need a day at home. I need a day not at work. So that was Wednesday. Like Thursday and Friday, I thought you were a little better. Yeah, quite a lot better. Not like perfect or anything. No, but like better. Well, yeah. Friday Friday was good until you went into the hospital to yes. labor and deliver to get checked out. Yeah. So Friday, Clementine was moving like... All day. I felt her in the morning. Like, I, I was feeling her all day. She just wasn't moving the same amount as she normally would. And I kind of was like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Until, like, 2 o'clock. And then I was like, no, this isn't, like, no. I'm not happy. I'm worried. I've got anxiety. Like, no, I just need to go to the hospital. Yeah, which is the right decision. And, like, I felt her move while I was driving to the hospital. I felt her move while I was waiting for a room in labor and delivery triage. Like, she was still moving. At, like, for this point, this time, I was not at all worried, like, oh, gosh, her heart has stopped. Like, no, that wasn't my worry. My, like, big thought was, like, is she going to be born today? <laughs> and then I was at the hospital and was like, huh, should I have packed a bag? Definitely didn't. I don't know. Guess we'll figure that out if she's born today. <laughs> um, and so, you know, they like hooked me up to the monitors and she had a nice heartbeat and my blood pressure was good and my heart rate was good and I wasn't having contractions and, like, once we got hooked up to the monitors, she did start moving more. And I told, like, everybody there that. I told the nurses and the doctors. I was like, since I've been hooked up to the monitors, I've been feeling more movement than I felt all day. And they're like, yeah, sometimes babies are like that. They just like, you know, to put on a... They like some attention. <laughs> Little punks. Yeah. And I did try when I was telling people that I was going to the hospital to, like, start my statement with, I'm feeling her move. Everything's fine. I'm just worried. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to, like, be triggering people's anxiety and worry when I knew she was still alive. Yeah. But. It's still stressful. Like, Mike's, you know, sitting in his office a few floors below me and, like, he doesn't know what hap is happening. He doesn't know if I'm, like, going into labor and... 
No, I mean, I think I knew that. You were doing a very good job of keeping me up to date and what's going on. But I think that the bigger thing for me was that I had had... All of Thursday was really good anxiety-wise. All of Friday was really good. And then while you were in there, it just started, like, building and building and building again. Even though I knew, like, we've done this several times already. Go to the hospital, get checked out, everything's fine. But, yeah, I don't know if it was just, like, all the thoughts about baby were ramping it up again. And it kind of came back (laughs) while you were in there. And, like, I went up to meet you when you were coming out yeah and like i was it was i don't know all my like little triggers and stuff were being set off like riding in an elevator was stressful waiting in the hallway was a little stressful going even after like going back down the elevator was kind of stressful and Mm. um yeah so and and that was at at the point when i knew everything was totally 100 percent fine yeah. So I don't know. I think I am just having general baby related anxiety. Yeah, I think like I think you're probably just like operating at a like three level just like all the time. Maybe. And then when something happens, it like pushes you up to a, you know, yeah. Six well, it's not, or more. It's not like anything happened last weekend to cause four days in a row of bad anxiety. But, but we were 28 weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe. <laughs> like, I, I was obviously thinking about that a lot. Um, the other thing, what were you going to no, say? No, no, go ahead. On my big mental health day was that Leah had an, an, an OB appointment. <laughs> an OB appointment? Uh, in the like right in the middle of the day yeah so i'm off so i and it's i know i can park at my work so i drove her in and i get to go into the appointment i don't get to go to the ultrasound but i get to go into the appointment um because my doctor is really nice yeah she's wonderful (laughs) so yeah and because it was a middle of the day appointment and it's a hospital and we're seeing a doctor everything was obviously way behind and it was like took the entire day to do everything (laughs) so that was my mental health day off was spending it in the hospital waiting which i was mostly fine with i was it was bad at the start got better the longer we waited to be honest (laughs) it was one of those i got used to the situation my brain got used to it yeah you're like we're just in this room this is just where we live now that was fine by the time i went up to see you it was like good because I had to wait for the entire ultrasound, ultrasound and stuff. I just sat in my office in my street clothes. And everyone was like, why are you dressed like that? <laughs> why do you look so cool? Do you just kickflip in here on your board? Yeah, and like I feel like my anxiety is just like constant. I'm like constantly at like, I don't know, a three or a four. Like it's just there. Mm-hmm. And I have like brief moments where like Clementine will like kick or like make a big movement, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. And then you know I like get busy doing something, or I take a nap, or like whatever. I get kind of distracted. If I'm awake, that like distraction lasts like 20 minutes, and then I'm like, wait, I, I don't know if I felt her move. <laughs> So then I start like poking at my belly Mm -hmm. and rubbing my belly 
Mm-hmm. And that will normally get her to, like, give me a few, you know, kicks or jabs. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. Um, when I wake up from a nap or if I've, like, been sleeping overnight, it takes her several minutes to wake up, too. Like, she is real sleepy, too. Mm-hmm. And then that just, yeah. Or, like, anytime we go out for a walk and come back. Yeah. She, going for a big walk always puts her to sleep. Yeah. So I did, like, the really, the thing that I think was really brave of me yesterday is we went for a walk. And so, and that is something I did with my neighbor the day we found out Eliza didn't have a heartbeat. I had gone for a walk in the morning and then come home and had a nap and then woke up and noticed Eliza wasn't moving. And so yesterday we went for a walk and I was like, I need to like teach my brain that just because I go for a walk does not mean something will happen to my baby. Yeah. And so like we went for a walk yesterday and of course she's like quiet the entire walk. And then I came home and I like immediately laid down on the couch and was like, I just need a few minutes. And after like... Less than five minutes, probably. She started, like, moving around. And I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. I'm really proud of you for that. Yeah. I mean, hopefully I'm, like, making new connections in my brain that, like, walking is not dangerous for the baby. No, it's probably very good for the baby, actually. And for the mummy. Debatable. And the daddy. I'm not worried about you. Whatever. Speaking of not being worried about me, <laughs> I don't think anyone is worried about me <laughs> except for you, maybe. No, that's not true. I have had a couple people text me this week and talk about it. Thank you if you did that. But I think it's, again, Jared. <laughs> a lot like grief, where, like, in the, like, people always ask the person who has given birth in this situation Mm -hmm. like are you okay like how are you like you know people were constantly asking me if I was okay and some people would ask me about you but then you said like anytime somebody asked it was like they were always asking about me and they would talk to you they were always asking about me and like I think it's the same that people kind of think like oh this is something Leah's going through Leah's struggling with the idea with this like thing and it's like well no Mike is also going through it and like probably I don't want to say like worse than me but it's different for him because he doesn't get the constant reassurance like he can't feel Clementine move all the time so he's got to rely on me telling him like oh yeah she's moving a bunch I'm I'm feeling confident with how much she's moving like yeah you're slightly removed from the situation because you're not the one carrying the baby i know and this is a subject that's very near and dear to my heart of course i'm talking about men's rights men's rights activism (laughs) podcast no but you were saying like last night you were joking and saying like oh can you just carry her for the last two months and like i would in a second i would 
love to like take half. Like I would love to split the time with you. Oh my gosh. And I know it would be miserable and I'd be complaining about it and stuff. But, <laughs> you would. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's not something I get to do, right? Yeah. No. And I like try very hard to explain like when she's doing something weird. Like in the last few weeks, she started kind of like dragging her limbs around in there right so it's less like punchy and jabby and kicky and more like I can feel something like moving Mm -hmm. it's like this weird it's like somebody taking their knuckles almost and like running it on the inside of your body is how I explained it to Mike and I never felt that with Eliza I think because she was a little bit smaller Mm -hmm. she just like I didn't feel it and but like feeling it with Clementine the first time she did it I was like what is that (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I really I try really hard to like explain it to Mike to be like okay this is what I'm feeling and it feels so weird (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that he at least has like a I don't know he can like try to like I know I get it but I can't like there's it it's still so it's still so foreign to me to like even the entire concept of being pregnant is so <laughs> absolutely wild and crazy and foreign to me as someone who can't experience it like just the idea that you're you know making a new person yeah and then they live inside of you right now yeah I made that doesn't happen very often. I made everything about her. I made her skin and her bones and her organs and Which, her hair. It's weird though because that's not normally how we make anything. I know it's just it's not odd how it happens. It's real strange. It's very interesting. It's so interesting, but yeah, not something that I get to do and always kind of taking your word for it. The a weird thing was a couple weeks ago, did we talk about this on the podcast? You were sitting on the couch watching TV and you just started laughing. And I, was <laughs> I like, don't know if we did. I was like, what's so funny? And you're like, she's tickling me. And I was like, I, I cannot imagine what that could possibly feel like. She was doing one of those like dragging her whatever body part like across my uterus i've never been tickled from the inside and it wasn't like it did it felt like i was like she was taking her like fingertips and like running them on the inside of my body and i just started like laughing because i was like this is the weirdest sensation i have ever felt and then like of course mike asks like what's going on and so I explain and then he proceeds to like tell all of our friends in our like group chat we have and all of those people no I shouldn't say all most of those people in that group chat have like never been pregnant and aren't parents we have like a couple of like people in that chat who like have a kid but they were not the ones to carry the child right um so they're all like oh my gosh what is happening (laughs) this is wild everyone agreed it was very cursed (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i just thought it was funny and weird i mean 
mean, it was, yeah. Yeah, but uh, when we were at the yeah when we were at the OB appointment, getting back to me for a second. Right. I don't know. I was kind of hoping she would ask how I'm doing, and then I would tell her how bad I'm doing, and then maybe we could come up with something <laughs> together. It just never came up, and she's also not my doctor. Yeah. So I don't know <laughs> what the options are there, but. I did have an appointment with my doctor this week, and it was mysteriously canceled, <laughs> so I have an appointment with my doctor next week. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, I think probably, like, a little bit of therapy would help. <laughs> I know, I haven't been seeing anyone because, uh, well, I mean, I went to the, the, the Pale Pals group. Yeah. The Pregnancy After Loss group. But that's once a month, and the I've done the counseling through my work a couple times through the company that they use. And and it's never been great. I've had very bad luck with them. Yeah. I might call up Roger Nielsen House, get a booster appointment there, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the answer is right now. Yeah, and you've been on medication before i've been on brain medication i meditate daily and so like and i mean brain medication is an option yeah um unfortunately (laughs) your anxiety ramped up basically right like at the most inopportune time because it takes about six weeks of being on medication before you will start to... Oh, there are many problems. ...know if it's working. So here's the thing. And we are currently like eight-ish weeks. I love brain medicine. If you think delivery. you If you think you need brain medicine, talk to your doctor. They will get you some. And your brain will be better and you'll feel better and your life will be better. I'm not currently <clears throat> on anything, but... That's what I, I mean, I'm, that's going to be part of the discussion with my doctor this week. But, uh, yeah, if we, if I go on to a new brain medicine. Yeah. Like you said, that takes six weeks. And in those six weeks, I will get every single side effect <laughs> because I know myself. <laughs> and I'm the most susceptible to that stuff imaginable. Just don't tell me the side effects and I'll probably be fine. Yeah. If you tell me, like, these are the things that might happen, all of them will happen, I promise. And it'll just be me making it up. Yeah. like. But I will be, like, sick for a week. When when you went off your last brain medication, I had people tell me, like, what to look out for because I was like, you can't tell him because then he will get all of those things yeah when i went on the brain medicine the first time i was like in bed for a week basically yeah had, you're like, like so sick and yeah had everything you're like you were really tired and your stomach hurt and you like all of these things and i was like there's no way you're having all mm-hmm. of these symptoms but i will say when i went off of the brain medicine i did get withdrawal symptoms for real yeah, you and ha- I didn't look into it. I didn't know what you to had expect. a couple. You did have a couple. You didn't. I was have very no, no. I didn't have it. I, it wasn't like bad. I still went to work every day. Yeah, so that's you didn't how bad have it was. But I was like, I was like lightheaded for I don't know, the better part of a week. Yeah. But see, like when it just happens to me, it's like I can deal with it. and It's fine. 
Yes. If I'm expecting like these five things, all five will happen and they'll all be bad. And yeah, they won't be like a level one. Yeah. They'll be like a level 10. So here's in the severity. Here's the problem with going on new brain medicine right now. It will be more powerful than the old stuff. I know that just based on previous discussions <laughs> with my doctor. Right. It'll take six, so. It takes normally. It normally takes about six, six weeks, weeks to know if it's like, or for working. it to get in your system. And then you got to try it out a while, see if it's working for you. Yeah. By that time, we there's a baby in our house. Yeah. Already. So we've added, like, your life is not the same at, like, you've added a new variable into the situation. So now it's like, well, is it that the brain medicine isn't working or is it this new stressor that has been added in? It's such a bad time. Into your life. You're and the like, other thing. You don't know. The other thing, even like the, the weeks leading up to it, as soon as I go on to it, if I am feeling miserable, a big part of my stress that we haven't really talked about is my work right now because yeah. everything is so crazy and trying to like work in the vaccine clinic or other people from my group are working in there and we're shorthanded. Yeah. Shorthanded and busier than normal. So if I'm, like, out for four days, that's a big problem and would lead to more stress. Yeah, and I, like, I do try and remind Mike that, like, it's kind of not his problem about work if work isn't going well. Like, if they are shorthanded, that's not his problem. I'm not in charge of staffing, I know. But it does lead to stress and I like I understand that I you know my job when I'm working in a school is one that like if I'm not there and nobody's there to replace me that makes everybody else's day more difficult Mm -hmm. so I do like I do understand that level of stress and that level of stress used to be way higher for me when I first started my job And, like, as I went on, you know, I've been working there for almost nine years. Um, Or almost eight years? No, nine. Anyways, a long time. Uh, Eight. No? I don't Yeah, eight. I don't know. Probably eight. No, I don't know. I might... No, yeah, yeah, it must be eight. At that school? Yeah. It can't be more than eight. Okay. Eight years. There we go. Uh, And as I've gone on, I've become more i mean like kind of selfish like you kind of have to be selfish you give fewer bothers <laughs> yeah not the word i would use but keep it pg uh this is an adult podcast for adults <clears throat> all right folks i give less fucks about <laughs> well not that word and i thought I, you were gonna say hoots no and i care more that like I'm doing well and I'm doing what I need for me. And when I'm at work, I'm like at work and present and available for my coworkers and the kids in my class. Also, it would be it'd be correct if you said fewer facts, not less. You correcting my grammar on the podcast? Yeah. Great. Fewer and less is just like, <laughs> it's the thing that sticks out so bad to me all the time. Not just for you, everyone. My brain just can't, my brain just can't unlearn all the smart things it knows is my problem. 
Maybe we should start recording a video to go with this because I really think that my facial expressions add a certain level of content. It's debatable. But yeah, I realize I'm not in charge of staffing, but my big stressors right now, obviously baby. Baby's well-being. The fact that a baby is... Agree. I mean... Probably coming into our household in... Soon. Under eight weeks. And I still haven't got the shelf up. <laughs> Uh, grief. Dealing with a lot of grief this week, obviously. And Thinking work. about Eliza. <laughs> work has been very stressful. And then just, you know, gestures broadly, right? <laughs> the world in general. Elon Musk is now the wealthiest man in the world. And I don't know how I'm supposed to sleep at night knowing that. <laughs> and, you know, we're Canadians, but the things that are occurring in the States. We hear about them. Yeah. The end guys they We know what you're up to down there. <laughs> it's not a secret, okay? We get we get all the news. Our news stations are very interested in what is happening and like to run lots of content on it. You're saying that like we watch news stations. No, but just like no, even seeing it on, like, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, I, like, follow CBC News f- just so I know what's going on. And you're like, oh, every, like, f- third tweet is about what's happening in the States. Yeah. Which we're not going to talk about on this no. podcast, guys. Just figure it out, please. And, I mean, we're excited for the 20th. I think, like, it's going to be a big day. Also a little nervous. Oh my god, we're not, yeah. Yes. I'm trying to just be excited. Just like with the baby. Yeah, like, just think <laughs> positive is, like, right. my goal. I'm like, oh, we're just gonna, like, think of the positive outcome that's gonna happen. And not all the bad things that could happen. Yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. So tomorrow is uncharted territory. Don't know how I'll be feeling then. Right. Don't know how you'll be feeling. Uh, But we're going to find out. Yeah. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been a lot of worrying about Clem, a lot of honestly thinking about Eliza. Yeah. I was telling you yesterday while we were out for our walk, I was looking at the stupid baby app Mm -hmm. and each day they have a new year (laughs) baby is the size of this object. Or, like, their foot or their hand or whatever it is. Yeah, right. they, like, compare. And I was looking at yesterday's, and it's your baby's the size of a MacBook Air keyboard, which I have some issues with, just that descriptor, but... <laughs> yeah, and Mike I was, has I was, a lot of issues whenever they use Apple products to describe the size of our child. Okay, they said she was the weight of an iPad before, and I was like... But which this, iPad? <laughs> th- she's the weight of a first-generation iPad. Are you crazy? <laughs> We're talking eight. She's like t- three eighth-generation iPads. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I was I was looking at that and I was thinking like, is this? Did I see this one for Eliza? I think I did. It sounded kind of familiar. And like, this is the last one that I got to see for Eliza, and because they're the same <laughs> as last time. Yeah, it's the same app and everything. Well, and then we like violently deleted, oh, of course, baby apps like that night, right? So yeah. like, we didn't accidentally see something the next day. Yeah, and it was just 
Yeah, I don't know. And it's been a lot of thinking about her and Clem and, and all of it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a rough week. Hopefully this week will be better. Yeah. I'm sure it will be. It'll be different. It's what it will be. Our, like, we have a couple of things that we're going to start working on, like getting together stuff for the hospital bag. Mm. I'm working on my baby sign language still. <laughs> and we're going to unpack or unbox the, like, stroller yeah. and car seat and yeah. playpen yeah. in oh. the next week. Last night I finished, it took two pregnancies, but I finally finished <laughs> Emily Oster's book, Expecting Better. Right, yeah. It was great. And? It's very good. I mean, it's all, it's all data-driven. If, yeah. If you, if you don't know about this book or this author, she is an economist, yeah. I believe. And I started, when she explained what she was and I started reading it, it was like two years ago, so... She's yeah. an economist. She's and an economist. And she got pregnant and I guess had a kid by the time the book is over. But, but like, here's all the things of like what you shouldn't do and was kind of questioning them. Yeah. And was like, okay, but like, what's the like science and the data behind all of these things? Like, the entire book is taking all the data from not any, all studies available on like all pregnancy myths and ideas and advice yeah. and everything. Uh, like, not really eating good. sushi. She's like, okay, but, like, what is the actual, like, rate of contracting, you know, an illness by eating raw fish? And she, like, looks at all the, like, studies and, like, breaks it down for you and says, like, okay, so, like, yeah, there are some risks, but, you know, probably if you choose a reputable restaurant and don't eat gas station sushi, you'll be okay. Yeah, like you're more likely to get into a car accident on the way to the hospital than to have a problem from sushi. Yeah. Stuff like that. But yeah, there's a lot of different study. I mean, every single study you could imagine is opened up for this book and all the data is there and tons of historical data and graphs. Leah, charts and graphs. I love it. Yeah. So, so it was a great book. A lot of the last quarter of the book or so right. has to do with... Uh, labor and delivery and like should you have a home birth or not what are the numbers there do you which is not at all applicable to an epidural to me or my situation yeah a lot of epidural questions what about c-sections and like you know for us that like the the c-section stuff was relevant not that not that we get a choice we don't have a choice (laughs) because she did say like if you can have a vaginal birth have a vaginal birth but if you can't, then the C-section is the next best option. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it, anyway, it's very interesting. If anyone is pregnant wants a lot of data-driven pregnancy life hacks. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. And she has another book for, like, for babies, Crib yes. Sheet. Yeah. Which we also own, but I've not read we, yet. Yeah, we haven't gotten through We're that not there one. yet. And she's coming out with a new one for, like, school-age kids. Yeah. Anyway, Emily Oster's book, Expecting Better. I will say I didn't read it this time. Didn't have to. Already an expert. And, like, with Eliza, I was pretty... 
I didn't eat deli meat, but I definitely had sushi. I like I was a little more, I think, relaxed about things. Well, than you were I was... relaxed in that you were following all of the best data and yeah. stuff that we'd learned. Yeah, and... I was like, oh, I'll like this woman seems smart. I will like yeah, I'll follow her advice. But then this time around, just totally off the deep end, yeah. not doing anything. Yeah, like the the only thing I think I've done this pregnancy that like maybe people say you shouldn't is consume caffeine. And like that was basically for my survival so that I didn't spend all day, every day in my second trimester in bed with a pounding headache. Right, and let me tell you, Emily Oster, totally fine with that. She yeah. loves it. Yeah. Not a problem. And, like, probably having a cup of coffee every day is better than popping two to three Tylenol every day. I don't know what the data says on that, but I don't know if that even sounds right, because Tylenol's probably also fine. But, anyway. I mean, it's the one thing that you're allowed to take when you're pregnant. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like, this is I, not medical advice. No, not medical advice. But like this time I did not eat sushi, even though I have wanted sushi. You've not had any alcohol. I have not had a sip of alcohol, which like I, with Eliza, I, if somebody was having a beer, I would have like a little sip, like <laughs> not a whole beer. I would just take a little sip. Well, we don't know if you would have done that this time because we haven't seen anybody <laughs> since you've been pregnant. True. We have not been near people <laughs> drinking beers. True. No, I think, like, I don't think I would have done it. I, no. Mm, no, I haven't. That's fine, too, though. Eaten. It's like you can drink a glass of wine or a day or something and you're good. Yeah. Like, I haven't eaten deli meat, even though I also really want a sub. See, two things about that. That one, I think, is more dangerous than mm. the others that we've yeah. talked about. And also, uh, you know, just all the suffering, all the animal suffering. True. And like not, not even <laughs> like healthy for you. I know, but I just really want a sub. Like Subway? No, actually, there's a deli by my work Frank's. called Frank's. Uh, if you live in Ottawa, it's on Green Bank Road, and they make the most amazing sandwiches. And. I want one of their sandwiches with pickles and the spicy pickled eggplant, I think is what it's on. Anyways, mm. it's delicious. I want it very badly. I have told my friend Meg that that might be the like meal she needs to bring me post-birth. I'll make you a veggie one. Nope. I don't want a veggie one. I want a sub. Be a veggie sub? No. Okay. I want the turkey and the the salami and mm. the, mm, I want it all. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So the only other big thing that happened this week is that NHL hockey is back. Right, and Clem got to witness the Ottawa Senators win their season opener. Yeah, against the Toronto Maple Leafs, the worst team in the universe. <laughs> She, however, if, if you're listening and you like the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm sorry, but you have to unsubscribe now. <laughs> you absolutely have to you, stop. You don't and unsubscribe. But just know that this is 
We are a senator's household. This is an Ottawa senator's positive podcast. Well, no, that's not true. This is an Ottawa senator's <laughs> self-loathing fans. <laughs> we hate the Ottawa senators, but they are our favorite team. But they are our team. Except Clem might become, you know, a supporter of the Seattle Kraken. Because of the squid thing? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think she has to. She also missed Tim Stutzel. No. No, I said his name wrong. Stutzler. 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 She missed his first NHL goal. Yeah, last night. I was upstairs. Yeah. Not watching the game at that point. Yeah. But I mean, we watched the replay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not really germane to the podcast, but just just for context, uh, I was a huge Senators fan, used to blog about the Ottawa <laughs> Senators, Leah became a big Senators fan, I mean, I was both a, love hockey. I was a fan, like I followed the Senators before I met you. Yeah, but there was a time a few years ago where you could like probably name most oh, of the player, yeah. like all of the players, and I had like and you we, would we had, recognize them by their faces. Yeah, like we would be out walking, and I was like, "Oh, that's Kyle Turris just walked by us." Kyle Turris walked by us once, and you saw him. You know, we met players. We like had our photos taken with them. Like, yeah, yeah. we were we were big time fans. And then they did us so dirty. <sighs> Ownership and management did us so dirty. So bad. They they traded the away well, all our... They spent like um, a decade ruining the team. Yeah. And then they destroyed and, and the team. And then they sent Everyone all of our... Loved. All of the people that Everybody we loved. Everybody that we loved. Away. They just sent them away. away. Uh, and then we cried. And I literally stopped watching hockey for like two years because I was so upset. <laughs> but I don't know any of the players now. Still got the same ownership and management, so we'll see how this works out. Uh, it's going to be bad. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be great. There's still a, the, the whole organization is a big joke. Yeah. Uh, the team is probably going to be awful this year. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe... I watch, we've watched the first two games. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm not ready like, to make commitments and say I'm going to watch every game or anything like that. So when do, the season runs from now until when? I don't know. All right. Summer. Okay. I mean, also, like, this is probably the year that if we're going to watch, like, a bunch of hockey, right? We're going to have a newborn. We're going to, like, yeah, like, let's just have hockey on and, like, mm-hmm. Watch it, I guess. Kind of watch it, maybe. And it's interesting this year, right? Like, we're in... It's a weird year. This weird year where, like, only the Canadian teams are playing each other. Yeah, the Canada bubble. So, like, that's kind of fun. Yeah. And silly. I like that. They introduced all the players at the home opener, and I was like, I don't know these people. Yeah, we know... Don't know who these people are. Almost none of them. Almost none. Yeah. But... I guess we're going to learn who they are pretty quickly. We'll see. Maybe. Basically, we're just excited about Tim. That's all we need. That's yeah. all we need in our life. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's almost lunchtime. What do you think? I mean, I do have to pee. All right. Well, so... then I think we're going to call it a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've just wasted everyone's time for 10 minutes talking about the Ottawa Senators. I mean, 
this is what you come to baby quest for no some baby stuff a lot of miscellaneous yeah never know what we're gonna talk about because neither do we yeah and if you're if you're listening to this and you're like i don't know what hockey is or the ottawa senators come to sen's twitter that's the only good part of any of this Follow a bunch of Ottawa Senators fans on Twitter, and that is where you're going to find enjoyment. No, you're going to be so confused. No, 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 no. It's the only good part. Everyone is so friendly, and I mean, it's yes, such a good time. They're, lo- they're, they're all lovely people, but, like, I just imagine a new person coming into, like, the people that we all follow. No, no, no. Just tweet at me, at the Mike Wheeler, and say, who do I follow? And, like... I will hold your hand. <laughs> I will give you. You will become an Ottawa Senators fan. You will hate yourself for it. Yeah. You will hate the team. Yeah. You will hate watching the games, but it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Don't follow the Ottawa Senators Twitter. They have a god-awful social media presence, but... Wow. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> I mean, they had the best in the league. Yeah. And the guy that... And... Or all the couple people that did that left And then they all the left. Summer. And so now it's just... I'm not sure who's doing it. Who's ever available, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just pass the account around and be like, tonight it's your job. I know, it's very sad. Have fun. It's a very sad state of affairs. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. It'll be fun. All right, thanks for listening to Baby Quest. You can follow us on Instagram at babyquestpod. And um, on Twitter at babyquestcast. If you're interested in Ottawa Senators, follow me on Twitter at the Mike Wheeler. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at the Leah Day. Right. Oh, Snowplow. Snowplow's going by. He's gone. And I guess that's about it. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you next week. I love you. Bye. Mwah.